I've never been more fascinated, um, challenged, um, and and uh, ultimately humiliated in my life. No, no, seriously. No, no, no. I'm being totally serious right now. So I'm gonna. Uh, no, seriously. I'm gonna look back on this and and either grow or just give up. So here's more of Jesse May. I mean, my God. This concept's with pivot. You understand just how we living. This for me is like rap religion. Open on beat cause we got this guy. When it come to this, y'all, I can get it hype. When it come to this, y'all, calm has risen. How you living, huh? Yo, how you living, pivot? Here, here's, here's what happened recently. And we're going to go back to the Jewish tap dancing movie that I just wow. finished, where you, which you don't, at some point. I'm surprised you even remembered that after all the weed you smoked. Yeah, I'm very focused. Um, to play a tap dancer, um, and this is one of the things, and, and I want to talk about stand-up versus acting because it's, it's very, it, to me, I have so much respect for stand-up, and I think, um, and I would love to know what you, what you think of actors because it's interesting you're all pieces of shit. There you go. No, no, I love that. I I'm love totally the honesty. I'm totally kidding. I have I a lot of friends. It. No, I'm totally I want to hear it because... I'm totally joking. Because stand-up, you're a singer-songwriter, mm. and it is incredibly difficult, and, and you may see some actors as, oh, it's adorable. You're doing karaoke. I know. I think acting, like, good acting is... It's an art form. It's, it's so fun to watch somebody convince you they're not themselves. It's so magical for people to take on roles of a life they're never going to live, but they live it truthfully. Uh, I think everyone in life is some form of an actor, but to be able to bring a person to life through you, I think is, for me, it's, it's what gave me hope as a kid. All the movies. Movies were a window to a world that was just at the edge of my grasp. And it was the reason why I was able to leave my small town. Movies were the reason that I had hope and dreams beyond just living a quote unquote, I don't want to say normal life, but a quiet life. Well, what made you think that you could do any of it? Because um, it, it seemed just crack cocaine. Yeah, yeah, crack cocaine really just gives you that sort of <sighs> bold confidence. There you go. I love it. <laughs> um, um, no, I, honestly. Because it's so far away. I remember as a kid yeah. seeing Apocalypse Now and seeing Marlon Brando going like, oh my God, that that's another world that I would, no one, I could never be a part of, but my God, would I love that. Mm -hmm. um, even though I was, my parents had a theater and I was on stage and doing that, I still thought there's no way I would have an end to that. So right. what made you think, what, it, it, you, 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 others saw it as being, I think it's important to be delusional. Oh, absolutely. And that's such a, profound statement. I think it really is important to be delusional. You'd have to be delusional to think you could be anything other than ordinary. You know, can you imagine Barack Obama thinking he could be president? You're delusional. You know, it's you funny. It's, it's funny you say that because I was in Chicago at the time and, and he went off and everyone was really in his corner in Chicago. And he, he said, you know, I'm, I'm heading to Capitol Hill. And he said, but this is before he was president. He was just kind of beginning that journey. And he said, don't expect anything from you guys. It's going to take a while, mm. you know? And he was always very realistic about that. And then within no time, he ran for president and crushed it. 
And um, I remember stumping for him uh, in his first campaign. And my mom and I were backstage and my mom grabbed Michelle Obama. I was like, mom, what are you doing? And she just like grabbed her arms. And my mom was a tiny person and Michelle is, is you know. Fit. Yeah, very fit. She's got a great body. Yeah, grabbed her ripped up arms and just said, <laughs> I don't forget about the arts. Oh my God. And Michelle was just terrified, just terrified. Who is this person? <laughs> I was like, Mom, can you bring it down a little bit? It's too intense. It's too intense. Why do we not have a show about your fucking parents? We need a show about you as as a kid growing up in the theater on stage. It was no, it was insane because I didn't know anything different. Other kids were like, (laughs) you know, get out there and shovel the snow. And my father was like, are you really going to play it like that? (laughs) And I'm like, I think so. He goes, no, it's it's over the top. It's too much. You got to bring it down. I'm like, Dad, I just want to eat. Does he have that creative a voice? Unbelievable. <laughs> my my fa- my father that's exactly the way my father talked. Down here. And my father, you have to understand, we were totally broke. And then my father gave in and said, Okay, I'm gonna do commercials because we had we we literally nothing. And so we didn't have a home. And so like he's like, Okay, I'm gonna do a commercial so I can make some money. And he gave in. And the first commercial he did was Uncle Ben's Rice. And they, so imagine the first face of, of Uncle Ben was now a white man. Well, it, it was Uncle Ben was a black man. Now it's a white man. And so I was going to school and my first introduction to fame was people coming up going, give me some rice, bitch. Oh Uncle Ben, what's up, Uncle Ben? Give me some rice, bitch. And I was like, why, why are they saying that to me? Why are they saying that to me? People were dressing up as Uncle Ben for Halloween and just pointing and laughing at me. I'm like, fame sucks. Fame, fame rice, fame sucks. Fame sucks. Why? Why can't they make it stop? We just wanted to get out of the old folks' home. You live. Listen, you lived in an old folks' home. That's so wild. Yeah, How man. do you not have like an affinity for older women? Is that not your vibe? How are you not going after like the blanche, the blanches of it all? You know what's so funny is I, what? I, I mentioned, you know, that I'm still single and I'm 200 years old on stage. And I said, I was on the date with the woman. She was age appropriate. Don't worry. There's a guy looking at me. And I said, she was in her late thirties and someone yelled out, that's not even age appropriate for you. And it was like, and you know what? They were right. <laughs> How do you juggle? Don't you have like five podcasts yeah, we talk right about now? that. I I pivoted in quarantine, you know, because my tour got canceled and I was going to drive myself nuts not being able to funnel my thoughts out of my out of my dome, you know, I don't want to keep them all tacked up in there. I had to get them out of my my food hole. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I had to get them out. And I just was like, well, who do I like to talk to the most? And, you know, my girlfriend Carly and I, we used to have a show together. And I was like, well, let's just dig deep into that, those topics, you know, topics about being females. And her and I talk about that on our phone calls anyways. So I just was going towards finding, like, the path of least resistance when it came to what I could do at the time with quarantine. And so I just did two Patreon-exclusive podcast just for that and then now that i'm out of quarantine it's funny you say that and now touring's starting i'm like oh fuck i don't know if this is sustainable i don't know i have three dogs three podcasts a tour and i'm writing shows like i i feel like this is probably why whitney cummings will be on her peloton and re in writing 
Like she's literally writing scripts while she's working out. And I remember seeing that one day and, and I had that revelation like just a couple days ago, like, oh, fuck. That's where I'm at. Did I answer the question? You totally answered the question, but but would you have it any other way? I don't think so. I don't think so because, you know, I think a lot of us, so many people unfortunately don't have the luxury of knowing why they're here. Most of us don't. We think we have a f vague idea and maybe we create the idea just to have that because the alternative sucks. But a lot of people haven't been able to have the luxury to find their calling and their vocation. And I think that comes with such a responsibility. Like what a fucking honor. I found something I'm good at mm. that sustains my life. Yeah. This is my service. Even though it's just stand-up comedy, this is my service. This is why I'm here, to relieve people. Right. And It's funny, you say just stand-up comedy, you're being self-deprecating, but you you know how important it is to laugh and, and, to, and, and to provide that for people. You know, yeah, that's a, true. It, an escape. I know it sounds incredibly pretentious, but you no, know, right. yeah, and there's a responsibility when you get up there you know, to, you know, they, a lot of those people have never seen you before right? and they spent their money and they worked their asses off. Yeah. So you've got to bring it. I say that. That's so funny. At the end of the night, I say, thank you for spending your time and your hard earned at the end of the night of a show. Thank you for spending your time and your hard earned money. Right. And then you say, are there any thick boys out there that want to fucking you take a run at me? No, I do. You love your thick Th boys. Oh, I love thick men. Not like too, too thick. Not like really strong mm. fupa thick, but like just thick enough. But you, I, I remember you saying Jason Momoa. Is that, how you, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. With those tribal tattoos. But yeah. he's back with Bonet. And I'm not a home wrecker. Right. And I'm not, I'm not second fiddle. I'm like a, I'm but Beyonce. Is there something when you say, the, when you throw those out there, I know you're being funny and you do visually, he's very pleasing for you. And I get that. He's it's very fuck, pleasing. Yeah. No, I get that. Are you kidding? I, I've i never been with a man. I mean, I know that you that shocks you, but- We can, we can I can help. But he is, I, I, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. You do. But what I- what You're I, walking me right there. Yeah, we're walking. We're together. <laughs> we're going together Walk me path. inside of him. <laughs> I'm inside of him. I'm fully inside Walk of him. Me. Oh my God, Momoa! Um, so I, I, I do like thick men. You were going there, like yeah. Um, it, it it when you say those things, I know you're being funny, and that's that is your prototype physically. Is there anything subconsciously where you're like, and you could be totally honest. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I'll tell you. You're throwing a Hail Mary and you're thinking he may hear this and he appreciates cool, funny, attractive women who have who are charismatic. Maybe I have a shot. Is there a part of you that thinks? Heck they yeah. Okay. All right. Don't waste this platform. Are you kidding me? I mentioned okay. Brad Pitt everywhere I am. Interesting. I believe in manifestation. Okay. I believe in, you know. But it's borderline stalking. Existence. That's rude and very judgy. Yeah. But I mean. Very judgy. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened to the meditation? Okay. <laughs> Let me go back. Om Namo. Good what happened day, to no judgment, bro? Namo. I thought we were rowing. <laughs> I, um, no, I do, I do like thick men. I, and I look at my past relationships and there's like maybe one that fits that bill, but I think it's sort of switched recently. Like I never really had like a type. I mean, I did, it was an asshole, but I got rid of that type. Mm. And now that I, because assholes span so many different looks, 
you know, assholes come in all shapes and sizes. So it's not like right. one type of asshole. It's just all the assholes. So now I'm not doing that anymore. And now I've like accepted uh, somebody that I deserve. And I, for some reason, have settled on thick, thick and rich. That's important. Mm. I say rich and thick singles, rats. Mm. That's what I'm into. And I'm not, I don't want you rich because I want your money. I just don't want you to want my money. I want us to keep our money. Like, I don't want money to be an issue. But you understand that Momoa is like an anomaly in the way that he has, he's thick, he has tribal tattoos, and Mm -hmm. he's incredibly rich. He's very, very rich. He wears a lot of hemp. Indeed. And he probably smells like patchouli and... Procreation. Indeed. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Walk me inside a Momoa. I want to have a mimosa with Momoa. Hello, new TV show. Him and I should do that. And you can be there too. I would love to be off camera just sobbing. Just because. Why why do so? Why? Because I'm misunderstood. (laughs) No, so here's my question for you. I am. I'm very misunderstood. I'm very misunderstood. I know you are. Yeah, it's okay. I know you are. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Piv, and we'll be right back after we pay some bills. When you think of champagne, you automatically think of that classic tall flute to pour it in, right? But what you didn't know is the flute is not the best way to drink champagne. Now, most world-class sommeliers actually prefer the tulip glass. It's very close to the common white wine glass because it allows the bubbles to fully develop and release the aromas. It's mind-blowing, right? Well, I bet you never heard of Blida, which is basically an oversized shot glass used by the traditional winemakers of the Champagne region. Who knew? I didn't know. Well, just as you probably never considered a wine glass or Blida for Champagne, I bet you've also never heard of EPC Champagne. Now, EPC Champagne, this is the young French brand that is dusting off the aging image of Champagne and promoting ethics and sustainability over profits and quality over quantity. Finally, EPC is the fastest growing brand in Paris and is winning taste tests all over every competition across the globe. EPC not only offers innovative and contemporary drinking experience, it offers champagnes with complete transparency of production, something that is very rare with any champagne brand. EPC also understands the importance of health and responsible drinking, which is why all of their wines have low sugar content. It's lower than any of the other brands. And by the way, I just want to add that the lower the sugar, the lower the hangover. They're not claiming that, but I know that personally because I do a great deal of drinking. And I, anyway, I digress. They even have an award-winning sugar-free Blanc de Blanc. That's amazing. And don't miss out on their brand new rosé from Province. A rose bottle is absolutely beautiful and makes the perfect gift for any event. EPC will be available in the U.S. for the first time ever this year. But for the U.S. Pre-launch, EPC offers to discover its wines before anyone else. Just follow EPC Champagne on Instagram and you could win their full range of champagnes and their brand new rosé. Just follow EPC Champagne and you could be the proud owner of these prestigious wines before anyone else. How cool is that? You can't lose. All you guys have to do, follow EPC Champagne on Instagram to enter. Let's get after it. Now, in we only know each other through, you know, um, pawing. Reach, 
Yeah, re- we what? Just, we just paw. We're like, hey, right. how are you? When I see you yeah. in the club, we just paw each other's shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, um, you, after spending an hour with me, um, enough about me. What do you think about me? I just feel like we were just having, I just feel like we were on the worst date in the world. I'm not even going to ask that question. Enough about me. Enough about what do you, you think, think about, about me? me? You should, you should write a script. You're funny. Thank you. You really Imagine are. that. What do I think about, are you asking me? No, no, no. What I think about No, you? no. Here's my real question. You were dating assholes forever. For, yeah, and, up until about four years ago. But you're not a dummy. They mm-hmm. There was something about them. They were confident. They were authentic. They were authentic assholes. There was something interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they, they reflected, they triggered the trauma I wasn't willing to heal. Mm. And I think that's why, you know, women are like, well, he's mm. an asshole. He's an asshole. Well, who invited the asshole over? Mm. Who's the real asshole in that scenario? I'm a tough love person. My mother always gave me tough love. She was a put your panties on and deal with it type of parent. And I'm grateful for that. And when I give advice now, it sounds like I'm coming off as an asshole. I'm not. It's just tough love because that's what I was given. That's how I learned to evolve. And I realized I was attracting what I was um, not healing and you'll always attract it. You know, these people who have issues in their friendships and their relationships and he doesn't do this. Da, 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 da. All of that chatter can be pulled right to the source of it. Most of us have the source of our arguments with inside of us. And so I had to go, well, why do I keep attracting these motherfuckers? What am I doing? What's the common denominator? It's always going to be you. It's always going to come back to you. It's like if you point out towards the earth and your point becomes a part of like the gravitational pull of the earth, you create this projection, that point will end up in the back of your fucking head every time. So I had to go, why? Why am I doing this? And it took a while to to come to the realization of what the source of it was. And, and even though I had worked on it, I had never really accepted what that was for me. And once I did, the person I thought I was attracted to became instantly repulsive. I'm repulsed by negativity and toxicity and somebody who looks like a fucking leech. I'm repulsed by it now. It's like a tasted version to your soul. And what is the work that you did on yourself that that led you to that realization? It was a lot of like traditional therapy, but it really honestly, the two things that helped me do the deepest work besides meditation, it's the three it's the three Ms for me. It's meditation, mushrooms, and marijuana. Mm. Those three things together really w- was my therapy team. Mm. And, and not in an overindulgence aspect. I, I microdosed almost every single day after my mom died. And I don't know where I'd be if I didn't have that. It gave me such a space to feel my emotions. Like my emotions took the stage. And the same thing with my father. After my father died a couple years prior... I smoked weed almost every single day. And it was never to, you know, I don't really read comments, but I saw this one comment after a podcast I did where I was talking about this and someone said, you didn't meditate, you didn't medicate, you just were numbing. I never smoked or took psilocybin to a point of having a complete trip or being completely stoned. I always like to feel my feet on the ground. Even though I've got them up on your chair now, Mm. I like to feel the earth underneath my feet. Mm. But every now and then, I just want to let my toes touch the ground. And I kind of want to be lifted. And 
see what that little bit is that's holding me down. If mm. you get too high, you don't know what's holding you down. If you get yourself just like a little sensation, you can still feel the weight of whatever it is. Because you're being given a different perspective. Exactly. That you, that you need. Mm-hmm. You know, we have five senses that we use in our living life and our awake life. And I do believe there are all these other sensories and sensations and portals we have to communicate with, you know, different emotions and in, in, in different, um, uh, just different aspects of who we are. And, and sometimes we need a little help to be able to be awakened to that. Yeah, I, I was doing mushrooms very early on with all my friends what's early on like years ago um well early on for me because i'm 200 years old yes, was me me thank you me in my 20s i mean that's a long time wow. ago so we were we were back in the day doing mushrooms and you know on christmas day locking ourselves in a house and just a bunch of dudes it sounds weird but tip you know and being the jew christmas day is nothing to me I don't really understand what he, I don't know what even that day is. Hey, don't, don't come at me, bro. Don't no, I'm, I'm not saying that your God isn't. <laughs> what am I, Mother Christianity over here? Christianity listen, over here? Your, your God is valid. We're all our gods are. There's not only one <laughs> God, there's many God. gods. <laughs> oh my God, what just, what just happened? No, I'm just saying that like, you know, I didn't grow up with a Christmas tree. And mm. so to me, it was, it, it's fascinating, you know, seeing all these different traditions and, and I love it and I, but but on that particular day so we would go somehow would before they were fashionable you know um that was always my drug of choice and right. it's just fascinating because you you know the, there's nothing man made it's just you're facing yourself and your perception of the world um and there's something very fascinating about it. this is when they were very dirty and you couldn't even you couldn't take them unless you were just you know <laughs> just smashing them into cotton candy you know what i mean like now it's like you know they're so yeah they're whoa wow that's never happened to me i know jesus <laughs> this is not a good look for me jesus uh, after all this time I I have co-hosted with Mike Tyson where he's taking handfuls of these like pristine white beautiful mushrooms. It's and, you so know, wild how it's become so perfected and and oh it's a God. beautiful science now. And it I'm really excited is. that it's a part of the conversation. You know that it's starting to be something that can be recognized, and they're doing clinical trials to bring it to a medicate. You know to be a part of like someone's medication and being prescribed psilocybin. I think we're going to see amazing. Hopefully see amazing strides with that within our our healthcare system yeah because i did it allegedly illegally i mean allegedly illegally easy for you to it's say not they're not legal which is insane it's and insane. We'll, we'll look back on it and laugh i don't do western medicine i always do um acupuncture and chinese herbs that's how i've um you know unless you know, I broke eight ribs um, on December. I, I saw yeah. something about that. I wasn't yeah. sure. I didn't want to like pry into your business. Yeah, DMs. But I, I was doing uh, I was doing a stunt where I was getting beaten up by the Nazis. Again, we're going back to the Jewish tap dancer. Wow. Um, and it was so because I'm all, was also producing the movie. My sister was directing. That's awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Shira, shout out to Shira Piven. Shout out Shira. Yeah. And um, I was, I'm so aware of the time, like how much time do we have? We need to get in everything we've always wanted in this amount of time. And so it came, I, there was a, uh, a, 
an identical, this dude was my stunt double and he was Turkish. I didn't know that I looked Turkish, but apparently I looked very <laughs> Turkish. This young, healthy, totally capable <laughs> Turkish man that was would do the stunts a thousand times better than me. But because I'm totally delusional um, oh and gosh. I think I'm Tom Cruise and I'm not even Tom Arnold. Um, let that sink in. Hold for the laugh. And I'm back. A little snort. I'll take the snort. I'll take, I'll take snort. a snort. Um, <laughs> so I just threw myself and it was almost like I remember. I, I don't know if you remember your first like laugh with your family, but my first like big laugh with my family was me throwing myself up in the air and landing on my side. Physical and I would humor. do it physical humor over yep. and over and over again. Same for me. Not that, but physical humor. Yeah. And it's so interesting that this was one of those moments where I was throwing my body around like I was a child. Um, goes back to that delusional state because I needed, you know, being punched and kicked and thrown around and ultimately things were being broken. Could you both. feel them being broken as it was happening or were you just so in it that you well, they didn't had, know what was going on? In the scene, they had to be broken and in real life, they were broken. And when you hit the ground wow. and you land on your fist onto the hardwood floor and you feel your eight ribs, four in the front and four in the back get broken, it's it's... It's like something, obviously, I've never felt um, your ribs surround your lungs. So the first thing that happens is you're, you can't breathe. Oh, fuck. And I'm still on camera. And I've never said cut in my life, ever. I've done 80 movies, and, and I've never said cut because you just want to keep going. In fact, I say, let's go again, let's go again, let's go again. And the, every fiber in me wanted to cut, but I didn't, and I couldn't. So I just kept playing the scene. Um and it was very, very surreal. Did they, uh, t did they take the cut at least? Like, did you, did you get the, I did mean, you get the shot, or did I, you have to we, do we, it again? We got the shot, and it was a thousand percent the best acting I've ever done in my life. Because oh, it was real. Yeah, it was real. <laughs> you, the shit was real. You're, you're, they were like, you're, "Why were you holding out on us? That shit looked real. What was that other stuff you've been doing? You fucking you hack." You need somebody to be on set to break your pinky right before your performance. Indeed, punch you in the like fucking face. Bones. Action. <laughs> yeah. Just get like, you know, get pegged by a sharp metal no, object. You know what? I have to say, I can't do a lot of things in this life. But one thing I can do is act. And and that's what I've been doing my whole life. So like, I know it's a, that sounds so fucking pretentious. No, it doesn't. Don't there, project your insecurities on me. There, I thought it sounded fine. But there are people that like, you know, and bless every one of them. But I've never, I've them. never, you know, every single one. Okay, okay. Every, All right. a friend of mine who was a very wise man said, you should be able to walk into a room any room and there shouldn't be anyone in, the, in that room that really gets to you and mm. about no matter who that person is you know no matter what they've done to you you have to be okay with it yep that being said i fucking hate kyle right now and <laughs> yeah, i want kyle, him to get the fuck, fuck out kyle with no. his perfect hair those even look at those and, uh, follicles are you kidding me look at that why are you doing that it's to ridiculous. me you're, do, you're doing that to me because you know that i'm insecure about you, look bro you know you let someone talk they reveal it all soon enough yeah. i think here's the thing about i was gonna say like a quick full circle moment back to hat cute is you guys think you talk about like you know what people are into and what people prefer you think women we don't care about your mm. hair mm. good women wouldn't give a fuck and i'm not this is not me like offering myself as a candidate i'm just saying like women who are secure in themselves don't necessarily have that sort of uh checklist where it's like well he can't be bald i i, I just don't I, I think that's an uninvolved 
person. That being said, I still stand by the rich and thick single. So please, no other skinny minis apply. Okay. That was heavy. But I will say, just so you know, women, w- listen, let's, let's break it down for a second. W- women have their their thing. You know, women, you know, you know, think that we're focusing on the length. You just of, looked at my shin indeed. hair. You know. Again. Well, and also the the cellulite, not your cellulite. I, okay, that's just part where we end the, the entire thing. No, no. What I'm saying is w- women have these bit. things. And men, listen, I'll give you an example of of why men are insecure about their hairlines. And, and yeah, you tell okay, me. Okay, let's 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 even start with possibly Can one of the goats of, of all time. Space? What's that? What's happening right Can you now? Get your fingers out of my personal space. Please. Oh my god! <laughs> For those of you playing at home, I'm at least five feet from her. He is. Let's just, He's let's, a solid like five six feet, but it's. I felt. I felt oh attacked. my god! You felt <laughs> the power coming off I of did. my. Okay. I felt your Power Ranger. Well, no, like, you know energy. why? Because I'm about to talk about some painful shit, which is hair loss. Okay, and LeBron James. You know what they said about LeBron, one what? of the goats of all what? time. His greatest comeback wasn't on the court. His greatest comeback was his hairline. So my point. Is, is that your opener? No, it isn't. But but l- listen, I have a whole six minute bit, and it involves your boy Stamos, and it and it because we had a moment in the bathroom. You and, and Stamos? Yes, yes. Did and, you guys not know this? Okay, so basically, I was rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic, which is my situation here. I was trying because ah, men, men. Happy anniversary! It's coming up April fifteenth. The sinking of Titanic. There you go. Okay. Um, <laughs> fantastic. Leo, Leo will be taking a victory lap for that for the rest of his life. Um, You're rearranging deck chairs, and and and, and I'm having a moment, and 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 fucking Stamos walks up right next to me, and he's got the greatest fucking <laughs> silky Greek salad. I mean, it's just like fucking angels have surrounded his fucking Greek salad, right? And it's and moving I, like it's underwater. My hair is jumping off my head onto his head, creating more hair. My hair, my hairline is going back. I'm George Jefferson. I've got a, it's just a disaster. And I go and I say to him, I go, bro, I don't know what happened. And, but I gotta, I gotta give it up to you. You've got the greatest head of hair in the history of hair. And he goes, he goes, I know, bro. And he goes back and he goes, what the fuck happened to you? No, he did not. Yeah, and I go. This oh. is your attempt. Are you trying to make me trying to break my heart? Uh, you know what? I I I promised myself I wouldn't tell you this. Wow. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. My whole childhood he, was a lie. That's why you're here. I would love if your one goal in life, <laughs> if your one goal in life was to person by person get them to hate John. I am Stable. so jealous of his hair and your love for him that I'm outing okay, him. Okay, want me to want me to even the playing field? My ex-boyfriend and him are like boys. My ex-boyfriend and John Stamos are like best friends now. And I'm like, what the fuck? So that's like, it's, but, but that, it, it, that you would think is your nightmare, but ultimately you, had to, you have to come to terms with that. What is it about that? It's the head of hair. It's not the head of hair. It just was everything. It was the cool boots. It was the way you walked in heel first. In every room that he was in, full Are, house. Okay, yeah, I have to be totally. He honest did the with heel you. toe I've, thing. I've never. Okay, that's scoochy, scoochy, scoochy. When they okay. scoochy in. Wow, <laughs> a guy who can 
walk. Hey, you you're asked. celebrating a, a man who can By walk. By the way, I yeah, want talk you about walk. setting the bar low. Are you fucking? He can walk. He's got the greatest hair and he can walk. Let me tell that's you, fantastic. <laughs> right now, you are bullying the eight-year-old in me because that's what I. The eight-year-old in me thought that was cute. That's amazing. So somewhere along the lines, I developed. Uh, an attraction to men who know how to walk I've in never. The I gotta be honest with you. I have never seen Full House. Wow. I've never seen It'll it. Feel, I have the season one on on CD on DVD. I'll let you lend. I'll let you borrow it. You know, there are a lot of things that I want to do, and I don't know if that's one of them. You're gonna. Okay. So I I've never seen Full House. There's so much pop culture. I've never seen an episode of Friends. I, I haven't seen a lot of. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. I'm a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. I don't. Yeah, you've not seen. Never, I've never seen a scene from Friends. We should get stoned and watch Full House sometime, and and, but and that, make that a podcast. Watch this pilot okay. of Full House. Okay, that would be fucking right. hysterical. Because for whatever reason, I've never gravitated. I'm not. I I don't know anything about it. So there's no reason for me to stay away. But just intrinsically, I know two words apparently, and that's, that's one fourth of them. Intrinsically, we've I know got. it's fucking ridiculous. Jesus. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think for whatever reason, and this, tell me if this sounds incredibly pretentious. Uh, because I've I've never seen certain shows and I don't have a reference for certain aspects of pop culture that everyone else has a reference for. Yeah. Whatever I do and whatever I offer creatively isn't informed by the cadence of Chandler Bing or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I know that sounds fucking stupid. I don't think that sounds pretentious. I okay. get it. I wasn't a huge Friends person. I didn't. Not that I thought Be the show sucked. It just didn't right. pull me. Was it I really was funny or was it really good looking people that you feel is like comfort food? And that's not a, a judgment. It's a question. Yeah, I is think, that a, I, I think it, they probably represented a lot of different people and people gravitated towards feeling represented. Okay. You know. So it wasn't. I, it, I couldn't connect with it. I, I I was like watching X Files. Dave Duchovny. Whew. There you go. Hello. There's a zaddy right there. Yeah. There's another one. There's another one. Perry Reeves. And who, another one. And another one. <laughs> Perry Reeves, who played Mrs. Ari in in Entourage. You didn't think I was going to go a full hour and a half without talking about it. Was when I first met Perry. And I, enough about you and more about me. And what do you think about me? <laughs> I um, love that. So. Perry, who plays Mrs. Ari, who for some this. reason has not been on this podcast, which is insane, was, and I shouldn't be talking about this and we'll probably have to cut it out. Perry and I met in a yoga class and we were That's very friends. LA. Yes, we were very good friends. And I had a crush on her and she had a crush on David Duchovny and that broke my heart. And, you know, so David, like your boy Stamos, is a very good looking leading man mm -hmm. who is still. Has a nice lower lip. There oh, you I go. I thought you were going to say that. I have never thought about his lower lip. I think I took the sentence right out of your mouth. Pretty sure I did. Indeed. So my, I guess you're naming men who, it's interesting. That's I have a, I have a reference for, and she was, you know, was not interested in me because she had a, a crush on Duchovny and then as it turned out ended up playing my TV wife and we had an incredible relationship professionally right and is my friend to this day so it worked out for everyone that's so wild I brought up two of your arc nemesis interesting arch arc nemesis there there is an arc to these nemesis and and the third act of the third act of the arc wild. of these nemesis is forgiveness it's pop I thought you were going to say post-Thomas. Post-Thomas. 
Post hummus is tabbouleh. Post hummus will not be at Coachella this year. No, unfortunately. <laughs> or will Kanye, who's not in therapy because the world is his therapist. Oh, Well, wow. then you owe us some money, sir. Yeah, you owe, owe us. us a great you deal of money. And we don't... You owe us so many dollars. Yeah. I can't believe Kanye is crazy. No, no, he's told you that. He's repeatedly. been saying that. He yeah. literally said it in his freshman album. He's... But crazy it was a it's just a wonderful vehicle for creativity yeah. and artistry. Absolutely. I think more, some of the most prolific artists have were the craziest. He It goes to that delusion. Uh, I absolutely man, we're we're weirdos, thank God, but I will say the one moment I had with Kanye on set when he was doing Entourage, yeah, I'm bringing it up again, was he you know, had not been on camera a lot at all. Um and he, we were doing a, a scene on a private plane and he said to the director, he said, yo man, I think you should set the camera up right here because you can see her from the side and you can get that shot of her, but no, no, right there. And, and the, the director who I can't name, Dan Adius, goes at that moment, well, guys, guys, can we get a shot of the badunkadunk from the side, the badunkadunk? <laughs> And hearing him say badunkadunk as the whitest, he was wearing dockers, it was awkward, and he kept shouting badunkadunk over and over again. And we did get a shot of the badunkadunk. Don't go anywhere. How You Live in J-Pivot will be right back after we pay some bills. So you know what's really interesting? Um, I, I smoke cigars all the time, and, and everyone, if they're in a picture or whatever, someone says, hey, man, where'd you get those? And, uh, you know, I tell them and, you know, what my favorite cigars are. And then I just thought, you know what? I, because I'm very particular about my cigars. What is the best way to find a cigar that is really right for me that I love, that has everything that I want? I really, I, I want to, I want an easy draw. There's some cigars, and I won't name any names, Cohiba, um, that are rolled. They're the best in the world, but they're rolled really tightly and it's, it's hard to pull off them. And so I want like a really easy draw. I want that rich layered flavor. Listen, I went to the, the good people at Illusione. Dion over there is the man. He's a master blender and um, he worked with me and he's patient and I'm a little bitch. I kept saying, listen, man, I want, you know what I mean? A little more of the coffee flavor. You know what I'm saying? Can we get some layers here An easier draw, whatever? And here we are, the J-Piv Robusto. I, I've got, I never thought it would happen. I'm living the dream. Listen, luxurycigarclub.com is where you can order them. Uh, Illusioni makes them. They make them for me. It was a collaboration. I'm going to smoke one right now. If you guys send your review of the J-Piv Robusto, I will send you a free stick and we shall raise one up together. I, I It's the least I can do. You guys send me a review and let me know what you guys think. I really want to know. And the great thing about the internet is they're brutal. So I'm going to get it, you know, hey, be careful what you wish for. I look forward to it. I, I believe in these. Jay Piver Busto. Thanks, you guys. Are you okay? I'm I'm somehow thinking about you. Why, why is my microphone so flaccid? Why? You know, I wore I wore perfume and I put on lipstick a this, multiple times. This and um, that's a, this has been amazing. First this has time, been really the, the fun. Second time it, that a man has gone flaccid in my presence. So you just kind oh, of adjust. God, your struggles are real. My struggles are real. So now I go. To, 
I go to a place called Pineapple Studios, and I'm surrounded by 14-year-old girls. And two, three, four, shuffle ball change. Why is the old Jewish guy here? And that's my fucking life. Oh, my God. I wish you were gay. (laughs) (laughs) Wish you were my gay brother. (laughs) I'm very in touch with my feminine side. You're so funny. You're such a character. I am. Yeah, Thank you have you. an access to all these like really external but part of you personalities. Well, thank God. I think I just called you schizophrenic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rot row. <laughs> if the cap fits, wear it. Yeah, you know absolutely. Work it. I am. I am many different things. You are. Yeah. Yeah. As, as are you. Thank you. Um. How how do we? I, I feel like I don't know how to end this. I feel I like I feel like we're we're gonna have to continue it. At yeah, some to point. be continued. It, it's your show. I mean, you got to figure out how to end this thing. By well, now, how right? come you yeah. won't have me on your show? I would love to have you on my podcast. Okay, it's, it's, it's a new show. It's called Shooting the Shit with Jesse May. <laughs> <laughs> we, we Facetime when we're both shitting. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I mean, I think that would be adorable. The You're, morning dump. I think you. The more the morning dump. Like we're dumping the news. Yeah, but I think your. Oh, well, I'm not going to dissect our dumps right now. It's not. Don't th- didact them either. I'm not going to be didactic about our dump. You could intrinsically work it into something, though. Okay. Um. um let Let's do it. What I'm was ready. the question? How are we going to end this? Yeah. We've only just begun. That's the worst beatbox ever. It sounded like you were shooing a fly. (laughs) (laughs) It's just never going to end. It'll fade out like a good song. It'll just fade out. Let's just fade out. We don't need the fucking end. We don't need an end at all. Why would we need an end? Um, But I I, I like the idea that um, we're just going to be pooping together in the morning. I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. I think you always like, start how... to with like the best alkalades. Let's start with like the shittiest alkalades. Let's start from poop and see if we have anything. Yeah. I love it. We can we can only I'm a go. romantic. Yeah. I, absolutely you are. Uh thank you for the herbal medication. It mm, really pretty good, right? It was fantastic. Yeah, Alien OG. Oh my god. By Henry's originals. I mean, you're so much more advanced in this world than I am. But this is the kind of weed that even like a civilian like myself mm-hmm. can smoke and navigate. You yeah, know? you navigate it really well. You navigate it intrinsically real well. You said a bunch of other prolific things. Yeah. I don't know if I said anything that made sense, but you made you made a lot of sense. We'll I think find you're going to be no. I think you're going to be surprised. Really? You, yeah, you went inward on some shit about like why you don't date assholes anymore. Oh, yeah, I mean, that was right. heavy. I did make some solid points, and yeah. I mentioned Brad Pitt. Should we just end on why, because you said that you've kind of separated yourself from, from assholes, but you now do you embrace people who are decent and nice? Because Is this wi- you shooting your shot? N- no. Well, it's funny because women have said to me, what's with the nice guy shit? Stop with it. And circled my face and gone, stop. I don't stop. think, I wouldn't call you like a nice guy. Well, I think because. Not like you're a mean man, but. I think people have not like a um, sycophant. But why do why is that like a negative word with women? Like you hear it's the women say it all the time. Yeah, it was too nice. Why because is that? Because personally, I want a level of danger that I know I can survive because that's what keeps <laughs> it sexy. Okay. I want to know 
I want you to like choke me, but not kill me. Fair enough. Like, you know, figuratively. Mm. <laughs> right. So you, you, you want an edge, you want to be kept on your toes, but you want to know that you're not going, the, the guy isn't a complete sociopath. Exactly. I, you know, if we're talking from an evolutionary standpoint, it's indicative of a strong man. And regardless of whatever, you know, if somebody who's like a woman's major, somebody wants to tell me how that's wrong, but I'm open to your opinion, but I'm just saying what I'm attracted to and evolutionary has, you know, evolutionary speaking, evolutionarily, evo mm. way back then when we didn't shave and shit, mm -hmm. we needed men to be strong so our babies could be fed and we could eat and, you know, we could be busy like making the TP cute and shit and he's coming back all bloody and we're like, cool, we're going to survive another night. So that's why I like, you know, a little danger. Did that answer it? I mean, you went way back, and I love that. <laughs> I love that about you. It's danger. A little, little danger well, but it, sexy. But it, Look right. at Mr. Clean. That motherfucker comes all in. I know there's a tattoo under that T-shirt. He, he wears that nice white T-shirt. I know that you pull that fucker up, and there's a prison tattoo right there. He's got a bald head, and he's coming mm. in with his tight Levi's. You think that motherfucker's not dangerous? <sighs> Woo. So you went way, way back uh, to the caveman days. Yeah. And, and and you were kind of in a weird way. There are some women that will be triggered saying, oh, you think all we're good for is to be barefoot and pregnant. Mm -hmm. But the reality is you're a self-empowered woman that has 116 podcasts and you're on the road <laughs> and you're really funny and edgy. So you can say things like that. Well, it's just my truth. I, I think that for me, like I want to know, I I am a uh, a mare. You know, if, a, if I'm attracting a stallion, I am a mare. When you think about horses, they're such a strong, beautiful creature. Mm. Think about a female horse. She's strong. She's a badass. She could run you over, but she's still this delicate, beautiful thing. Mm. That's what I realize that I am, and I need a fucking stallion. Right. So or you, a Sasquatch or a centaur, just some sort of mythical right, creature to come right. in and just pound, take me to pound town. Interesting. <laughs> turn we just took take you to pound town i was okay i was going to uh, you want a centaur to pound you is what we've taken from this time together oh you know i take that shit back because <laughs> of gas prices i want a fucking pegasus that fucker will fly me to the mall i heard that but you don't want to fly too close to the sun <laughs> uh, we're gonna go into greek mythology because i've read things you're embracing the duality that you have. You've embraced your masculine and your feminine side, is what you're saying. Huh? <laughs> uh, let's, we got to shut it the fuck down because you've got to go. Thank God. That's like the most manly thing I can do. I'm like, I got to go. Peace out. Bye. I love you. I love you New more. New friend. Oh, my God. This is the moment when your weed finally got to <laughs> oh, me. Sorry. I came to the end of the fucking tunnel. And I just broke down. I, everything say, broke no, down. You were, going, you were going real good. Yeah, I want the thick. We're, we're doing an outro now. Yeah, we want the thick guy. And what you learned about me. And you learned. You, you need an edgy motherfucker, but need, that's yeah. also in touch with this feminine side. Mm -hmm. Because you're not afraid of that. Because you used to gravitate. You're, you used to gravitate towards assholes who wouldn't treat you well because you didn't feel great about yourself. Exactly. But thank God you've evolved. Yes. Thank God I've evolved. Yeah. I want I want someone. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah, like a nice strong man. There you go. A big strong man <laughs> with a nice bank account. I don't yeah. want his money. But if you had a houseboat, that'd be cool. You, yeah. <laughs> you don't need no one's goddamn money. I want a man to cry, just not while he's inside of me. That's gross. Okay. Do that and, shit on your and own And by time. the way. Thank you. 
and correct me if I'm wrong, you can cry at any point except the first date, correct? <laughs> is that correct? I don't know. What are the rules? You tell me. Wait, is you? Wait, is this you crying at the date? You know, I'm going to be honest. I see you as a fucking date crier. I do. This is the worst moment of my fucking I life. I do. No, but Don't I mean say that. that. I think oh, it's hot. It's well, hot. That's no, the hottest thing about you. I love no, that about it's not. you. I, why, you're saying that I cry on dates? Yeah. It just got fucking horrible. And I get, <laughs> by the way, I control this whole situation. I'm going to mask. Don't you dare edit that out. I'm no editing. Edit. Do you cry though? I, I had someone say to me online, to I had two. someone say to me online, but you cried during sex, bro. You fucking suck. I hope you do at some point. If you don't, oh you're God. not doing it all right. You got to cry once at least during sex. Just a little bit. Listen, I am very in, 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 uh, emotionally available. Yes, you are. I do feel that energy from you. That's important yeah. as a man. I think that's attractive. It really is. That's exactly what it is to be emotionally available, but maybe also choke balance there you go that's my equality so listen i'm going to be very sensitive and open up and be emotionally available and choke a bitch yes that's a hallmark card motherfucker oh my god i love that i can't tell i can't tell where because i'm so stoned right now i don't know what it we're, we're either like Did we do an intro i i don't know this do, is okay, either okay, amazing let's really try to do it kevin asked for something did we give you that no who's kevin, who's kevin? Okay. kyle <laughs> You're the type of woman that yells out the wrong guy's name in the middle of sex, and I cry. I've okay, who's that. the bad guy? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin! <laughs> My name's Kyle, bitch. <laughs> See, when a guy talks to you like that, it's a little hot. Just not in public. Don't be rude. How You Live in Jay Piven is a cast original podcast in association with Common Enemy. Producer is Kyle Tequila. Theme song by Common. To leave a message for Jeremy, go to speakpipe.com slash jpiven. Catch all new episodes of How You Live in J. Piven every Wednesday on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcasts.